Dude, so what is happening? What is up? Oh, my God. Uh, this week seems like it was a mir- miracle. Um, uh, not a miracle, a marathon. The other M word. Because <laughs> um, uh, I don't even remember like what my energy was like <laughs> last week on It Matters. Um, but with everything going on in L.A. and uh, around the world, uh, and then Susie ended up going into the hospital the day before to get her gallbladder out and she didn't come home till Wednesday. Uh, and so I was with the kids all that time and then helping her recover all that time. I was back to work today and it was just like, man, it was nuts. How about you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Actually. Uh, we've got, I've got one week left of school, uh, for me, for my, for my students. And then, uh, it's officially summertime for me and plan on doing, hopefully, I mean, assuming that the, uh, the state parks and the county parks open back up, do some camping, get out for a while, just like uh, David from Growing Up Punk is going to be doing in a couple of days. That's right. Yeah, he's taking off on his uh, cross-country trip. Yeah. You know, all of this stuff that's been that's been going on has actually, it, it reminded me of a story. And not to, I don't want to try and build a parallel here or detract from what's going on, but it did make me think of this. And stop me if I've told you this one before. Um, but when I was younger in my teen days and we were skating around, there was a park that was, it was essentially a pool that was wrapped in a gate that was then wrapped in like this cement building. So that's all that was there. There was not really a park, but the park district owned it. Uh, and in the front they had a few steps. So my buddies, uh, and I decided to skate there. We were skating there and they're low, they're low steps. They're the low, like half height steps. They're the long steps. Yeah. If you go fast enough, you could just roll. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we were, I mean, we were just so, I don't know, green. So we're skating there and behind the gate, we could see a, a ranger that pops his head out and looks at us and either waves us on or yells at us and says, dude, you guys gotta just beat it. Get out of here. But, you know, we're just stupid young kids, so we continue to skate a little bit longer. And we're not doing anything bad. We're not we're not putting wax down. We're not skating. We're not grinding on anything. We're just kind of ollieing and kick-flipping off stuff. Well, out of the corner of our eyes, around the corner of this place, we see a gate blast open and a white Jeep Cherokee come out with the lights on. And this guy is blazing around this parking lot. So we decide, all right, this is it. We got to go. So we bolt. We get out of there. We go through the asphalt up and over the grass, and now we're on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, and this guy, is he's, he's got a ways to go. I mean, we figured we'll just get off the property and everything be cool. So Jimmy and Corey hopped across the street, and they're running the same direction on the street on the other side. Brian and I are on our side of the street skating. My heart is beating so fast at this point, right? And we're heading down a, a long, curvy hill. That ends up in a wash. That's why it goes down in that wash area. So we're kind of just skating at this point. We can't really run. There's, you know, we can't go that fast. And behind us, we can hear this revving engine just loud. And we figure, holy shit, this guy is following us. Sure enough, we look, I look over my shoulder and this guy has left the property and he's coming down the road, you know, 30, 40 miles per hour at this point. And there's four of us running and we're about to hit the bottom of the hill. And we're all on our skateboards. And I figure, all right, we're all going the same direction, all five of us, even this guy in his Jeep. Well, Ranger Rick decides to cut across the traffic right as we're about to cross over the wash. And he goes up the little berm that lets you into the wash, hits my friend Brian, knocks him off his skateboard. (gasps) Yeah, knocks him off his skateboard. And then I'm a couple steps behind him. I stop with my mouth open, 
just trying to figure out what the hell a gape a gape trying to figure out what the hell was going on and before i could really process it the guy jumps out of the out of his jeep and he's got this polaroid camera and he says you guys need to stand over there and he's giving us the third degree about what we were doing and how we were on private property and yada yada takes our picture so i mean i don't know where that picture ended up if it was on their bulletin board <laughs> laughing at us yeah I hope you're still banned. Yeah. But he said he said don't ever come back onto the park again. Um and and next time, you know, this it's going to be the cops that come. I was so young and naive, I didn't realize that he was out of his jurisdiction at that point. But the whole time I I'm trying to process what's going on and I'm thinking, dude, we were just skating. We did nothing wrong. <laughs> this is Jimmy Eat Pod. Oh man, I had lots of stories like that. I tell that ki- that story to my kids because they're it's a nice cautionary tale. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we spent our fair time uh, running from the cops, uh, skateboarding. Yeah, right. Natural occurrence. We yeah, we had like like famous skate spots near my house, so like uh, I feel like the cops were just always around all the time because skateboarders would come and film their videos at the schools near us. And then there were us punk kids that would be around. <laughs> right. So like if the uh, if the big kid skaters would get in trouble, then we'd all run away. <laughs> um, it's funny because um, uh, this guy who I grew up skating with is like kind of big in like the hardcore uh, scene now. His name's Jason Allen. Um, and he sings for this band called The Fever 333. Um, but he used to be in a band called Let Live that I played with like around L.A. like when I was still in a punk band and stuff. And uh, it's kind of a trip uh, seeing his like trajectory. And like even when I went to go see Blink uh, with Lil Wayne last summer, uh, because it was an L.A. show, he and Travis are friends and he's like up on stage singing. And I'm like, I grew up skateboarding with that guy and he's up performing with Blink-182 right now. That's insane. That is is pretty crazy. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, Skateboarding, man. Skateboarding was tight back in the day. Yeah, we tried. It was fun. What were your dope spots? We skated uh, Paseo, Loyola, St. A's, St. Bernard's, Orville Wright, and then, I mean, I went to Hollywood High School, which is a very famous uh, skate spot. Right. Um, so we had. But did you have like the place? Oh, yeah. We had the, called, pla- like, the place that I just mentioned. Um, so The Wash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there were no there were no special places. Uh, there were two guys, these, these uh, brothers, twins. And I remember they were uh, sponsored by Chaos, and they gave oh Chaos Skate Shop yeah. down in Santa Monica. Uh huh. Oh hell yeah. yeah! Did you ever go to Chaos? I never went. No. So Chaos Skate Shop, dude. Okay, was on the promenade, right? But behind a women's clothing store, you had to walk into a women's clothing store, <laughs> and then in the back, and it was a nicely sized skate shop, but it was like they they shared a space, and there was no branding in the front of this women's clothing store. So you would just go into this woman's clothing store and then behind it. Like, I- I'm trying How to remember, strange. like, it-, it wasn't like a hidden door. It was there. It was just like a doorway. Like, you would think their front door was maybe on the other side, but the promenade doesn't really work that way. So it's like, you know. Right, because there's houses probably that back up or right up against. Maybe, the, the... like, or hotels or, yeah. or apartment buildings. And How stuff. strange. Yeah, anyway. Chaos Skate Shop, that's tight. They're they look pretty far away to be yeah, sponsored. Yeah, by I Chaos. don't know where they skated. One of the brothers, I mean, they were both really good, but one of the brothers took it really seriously. And I don't know if he ever did anything with it, but um Oh man, yeah. Yeah. And it was probably cool for like, them to uh, have twins, you know, twin brothers that were doing it. The the biggest skateboarder we ever skated with was Daywan Song. Um 
and Daywan is uh, an amazing skateboarder and he had come out with a the the big video at the time was Daywan versus Rodney Mullen oh, and yeah. uh, I mean the two of them together it was just insane like skating Right, and just being, you know, you watch them on, and I don't know if you, at that point, you watch tape, like somebody brings brings over the Thrasher, like this oh, is yeah, a Thrasher. Oh, yeah, 411 video magazine. Right? And like, but yeah. when you're in, when you're in the same area as them, and, you know, everyone's crowding around watching mm-hmm. them in the in the pool or, or whatever it is that they're they're doing. I mean, it's it's another, it's a different, a completely different feeling. Oh, totally, yeah. Or like, uh, uh, tell me if it was like this for you. Like, I grew up in... Uh, I kind of took after my dad in the sense that like he never really watched sports, but he would watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. So to me, watching the Super Bowl was just about the commercials. But when the X Games happened, oh, my God, that week we did not leave the house. Like We all would just go to each other's house and just watch X Games all day. That was sick. It was like I mean, I think we look forward. Yeah, to I do remember year. that. Uh, the We had talked about the bikers. Um, who was the, the guy that um, Dave Mira? Yeah, Dave Mira. Was maybe he was one of the first few- Ryan Nyquist, Dennis yeah. McCoy, right? Yeah, I mean it was such <laughs> uh, a cool Matt event because these, these people were yeah. all trying to prove, you know, that they're good at this, but they're also just down to earth dudes that usually ride yeah. together anyway, and they're just having a good time, you know, placing. I remember, uh, uh, so I grew up near Hermosa Beach, and one year they had set up something called the soul bowl. And it was like a three day skate surf festival. And like all these like skate companies, like, like all these skateboarders and stuff would go and compete throughout the year. They would have their skate videos and stuff like that, but they would compete at all these smaller competitions throughout the year, which has, has since become kind of like do tour stuff. Um, but before do tour, there would be all these small skate competitions and they did one by me. Um, and it was so cool. Cause I think Ryan Nyquist was there and Dave Mira and like, they set up on the beach. They built these skate ramps and stuff. Um, and man, yeah, beach man, life. That was, that was tight. <laughs> it was funny. We didn't spend all that much time at the beach. Like we went, but like I was usually the one that was like, yeah, yeah, let's go skate down to the beach and we'll like skate all the way down to like, oh man, that was crazy. This is why we were so fit. I live near Dockweiler, um, where Jefferson meets PCH. There's, there's this restaurant called the shack there we would skate down to the shack and then hit the bike path and then skate all the way down the bike path to Torrance. And then like there's an arcade down there at the pier. And then we would like spend like 20 minutes there and like skate and then skate home. (laughs) And then I remember we used to take the bus down to Santa Monica, uh, the number three Santa Monica, big blue bus. Uh, we would take that and it was like a half hour, 45 minutes to get to the promenade. And one time I got it in my head. I was like, well, you know, if I just, if I'm waiting for the bus, I could just skate to the next stop. So I'm not just sitting there doing nothing. I skated like seven tenths of the way home (laughs) because the bus, I was, I don't know if the bus got delayed or something. Anyway, nothing wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Skating episode is already going to be a monster. Oh yeah. 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 There is so much. 10 minutes yeah there is um, so much to to uh d- d- dismantle with this track nine of 11 never forget uh off of futures um produced by gil norton and released october 19 2004 on interscope mm-hmm. played 90 times played 90 times huh they played it 90 times and the first time they played it was november 6 2003 at the glass house i don't think i was at that glass house show oh, this man. was before i was um I was like, I don't know, not that long before because I went to the first Glasshouse show 
after Futures came out. And that was like a huge, huge deal. So only a year before they played. And then um, the last time they played, it was October 3rd, 2015 at the Taste of Chaos Festival, which I think Addison went to in, P- not Pomona, but I don't remember where it was, but um, I think Addison went to it and I was like, eh, I just saw him. <laughs> and what a great track. I don't like festival there. shows. Yeah, I don't like yeah, festival I, shows. I get but- it. I've only been to one or two of those. And yeah. yeah. Not- and I did pull, I, I found a tweet from the band about a live performance they did. And I, I assume Germany with how this is spelled, um, but it sounds so good live. Um, so we'll, we'll play a little bit of that later unless I forget and we'll do it in housekeeping next week. Okay. Um, sounds good, man. <laughs> so nothing wrong. Right. Um, there it is. We, a, a lot of, we can probably figure this out instead of going through song meanings. We can, I, I would imagine we can just jump into the lyrics because they are, he- yeah. they're way heavier. Uh, than I than I remember now I th- and we mentioned today pretty apropos for the time I thought it was interesting that we did it matters last week right yeah um, right yeah and, and completely now- I mean it was unplanned and even this one I, this and this is going to come out a week later this was this just happened to be the first one that I thought of in this next uh, in this next grouping of songs and after reading through the lyrics I thought wow how fitting is this mm-hmm. um, so it starts off with. Hold them down are bleeding suspects. And the part that's in parentheses below it, just because, just because, just who are you? Um, I didn't really know that's exactly what they were saying, but reading it, it just seems like first it's um, an explanation, then it's like a defensive move, you know, and Mm -hmm. then it's kind of like, then it's turning the tables and saying, well, who are you? You know what I mean? Like trying to justify their actions, then putting the blame on somebody else. Um, but the, you know, it starts off with hold them down are bleeding suspects. They're already yeah. injured. They're down. And then someone says, why are you doing that? Well, just because just cause, well, just who are you? Yeah. Yeah. So overstepping the bounds of authority without reason right there, right off the bat. <laughs> and this comes in after, you know, I want to, we'll talk a little bit later about Zach's drum work in this song, but damn, is it not a beast? Lots of people appreciate oh, it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so that's what I'm thinking. It's overstepping the bounds of authority without reason. Uh, and then the next part of that verse is like candlelight, burn, 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 baby. What do you think? Do you, do you have any uh, a look into that at all? Um, candlelight is fragile. Yeah. So uh, in the sense that it does burn, um, but it can also be snuffed out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the way that they say burn, burn, burn is my thought is that that yeah a, f- a flame could be fragile but there's no stopping the flame unless you yeah you, unless you put it out or blow it out um and they're just letting it burn when they're saying burn right. burn burn baby and then the next line burn burn whose turn who gets a taste today man it, yeah it's like, <laughs> who's the, next the imagery i get from that what's funny the imagery i get from that obviously okay so there's the underlying like police brutality with, with what's going on in the news and everything i automatically am going to like my head is in this place where I'm like, whoa, this is about police brutality. And then the metaphor um, with candlelight, burn, 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 baby. I'm thinking of like, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of a menorah where you burn a candle and then you use that candle to light other candles. Right. So he's saying whose turn, who gets a taste today? Like I'm thinking of lighting other candles with a candle um, and, and multiplying that fire, oh. multiplying that flame. But I don't know if there's a, I, I, I'm not thinking a menorah is like a, the ultra, the uber simplistic way of saying that. I don't know what's the master candle called, but anyway. Right. Well, that's and a, that's actually a more wholesome perspective 
right? Unless they're saying that the light that we're spreading is is the light of hate. <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting. It probably is. I'm saying menorah is the <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that's the I, I I'm I I don't find the the spread of this fire to be a positive thing in this song. Right? Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. you meant they're spreading the spreading the the light as it light as in no, positivity. No, no, no. I I'm, <laughs> I, uh, the imagery I see is of a menorah, but I don't think that's the sentiment. Okay, then I take that back. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then this is the this is the part where I, it sounds like this could be from the victim here. It's, we've done nothing wrong, um, but then it goes into say, oh, let me see what I have here. So we've done nothing wrong. We're not to blame for this, but can also make judgments. That's it. okay. We've done nothing wrong, but we've done nothing. So it's that mm-hmm. uh, it's that sort of armchair activist concept here, right? Where they they haven't done anything wrong necessarily, but they also haven't really done anything yeah. right in the same in the same uh thought or the same breath is that they right. they almost can't they can't make these judgment calls they can't make these uh assertions because they're not part of this they haven't they haven't added you know added their their portion to the pot to say like I can I can voice my opinion now that's what I'm getting from that is that we've done nothing wrong but yeah. we've done nothing so what do you expect there's really yeah. I mean we we have no we have no skin in the game I guess you could say yeah Oh man, this is so applicable. I know. I mean, I can't see it any other way than like. <laughs> and and you're right. It could be completely generic, but man, if if it isn't fitting, uh, we can't. This is like the uh, like it's the protesters. Yeah, you know what I mean. We the peaceful protesters have done nothing wrong, but also having not been protesting before, they had done nothing before. Yeah, it. if that's in uh, fact uh, what uh, they're uh, saying about it before. Right. Right. And then so we we can't look we away. can't look away, but we're just looking. Um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later with the, with the whole cake line, but, um, we can't look away, Mm. but we're just looking is like, they want to be able to see it. Um, Mm -hmm. they're intrigued to look, but they're just saying, Hey, we're just looking. We don't really want to know what's going on or care, but we just want to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm gathering from that again. And not, not very clear with that one. Um, it's second nature to say, hey, we've done nothing wrong. So uh, my thought is you're never to blame. Maybe you're thinking that you're never to blame. You just want to say, we've done nothing wrong. When maybe they are to blame, right. I don't know. And they're talking about... I or when you get caught doing something you're not supposed to be doing, and it's second nature to say, oh, we've done nothing wrong. Yeah, and I can tell you right now that a three-year-old has picked that up and is repeating <laughs> that. Um, you know, uh, Donald Trump's older than that. <laughs> Tell me the truth, Jack. Jeez. Uh, So there we go. We're already burning through this. Uh, We've got hold them down, our bleeding suspects, all the way to we've done nothing wrong. Um, And then a very, a very intense verse two. Turn them off, our blacklist singers. Uh, I let me see if I have this. Oh, uh, Joe Joe Posh on song meanings had a really good comment that that uh, that makes that it makes this entire verse to me, make more sense. So turn them off our blacklist singers. The first one that came to mind when I think of blacklist singers is like Zach De La Roca, or is it Zach De La Rocha? How do you say it? I think Roca. Roca, that's how I've always said it. Yeah. Right, so they're the ones that are activists. They are the ones stirring the pot. They're the ones making waves. Uh, and then they're not necessarily the ones that reflect well on the, uh, like like the radio stations that are playing them. So they tell the DJs, Look, uh, to try not to play the Rage Against the Machine as much. You know, play uh-huh. a little bit more of the uh, Maroon Five, if you wouldn't mind. 
Um, and then don't ask why, don't cry, don't make a scene. It's kind of like, um, we're not going to play these people. We're going to silence them. I don't want you to argue about it. Just do it. And then what really yeah. brings it around and makes sense to me is a 45 spin, spin, spin given. Remember like like a 45 uh, an album, yep. right? Just spin the old 45, man. Play the stuff. Um, play the stuff that the radio wants you to play. And then spin, spin, who wins, who's not afraid to play, who, which DJs out there are not afraid, uh, Jed the Fish, who are not afraid to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, who's not afraid to play that stuff, that the, uh, you know, the, the raucous um, perspective-changing bands and music. So that's a really good verse that takes it a, a little bit away from the general concept of this applying to, you know, struggles within communities and, and, and races and all that. But now it really kind of applies it to musicians. It could be, I don't know, they, someone made a comment about maybe they're just a little um, put off by the fact that the major label let them go. But then again, they uh, all, they yeah, all yeah. admit that, hey, look, we were, we were put on a label and we didn't even deserve it. We weren't ready for it at that point in our lives. True, anyway. yeah. So uh, anyway, I thought that was a really interesting verse there. Yeah. And then chorus again, and we go into the bridge. Yeah, nothing but take what's handed down. Uh, and it's got this is the is the solo after the bridge it is right uh, yes. yeah so it's got yeah. the it's got the solo bits behind it so it's got that right yeah so nothing but take what's handed down either not questioning authority or being fortunate and like fighting even though you've never experienced the war that's what i think of when i hear of like nothing you you've done nothing but you take what's handed down uh yeah. from one perspective it's either you're taking you know the the shit rolls downhill um, or you you're fortunate enough to be like to like have a trust fund and you just you're not going to make a you're not going to you know make your voice heard. But you're going to accept, you know, all that's wrong in this world, which is just perpetuating this the richness and, uh, you know, all of that that sort of thing in in, uh, in society. Yes. Um, said nothing but words approved to shout. You're only repeating what you're told you can say. Wow. Right. Said nothing, but it said nothing but the words you were approved to shout. Uh, and then I want to know what you think of when when they say we want to know that we own the cake we're eating. So it makes me think of uh, the the idiom uh, you can't have your cake and eat right, it too. Right. Um. So I do you think I there's a specific? Do you think? Yeah. And and do you think I had to look up exactly what that means because I've, I've heard it repeated and I've never been able to necessarily explain it. Um, and it made more sense when I read the, the explanation. Um, and it, and it, it's explained like this is like, you want to be able to keep the cake that you see in front of you, but then also eat it. Two things can't. I see. Right. You want to be able to eat that cake and have I, more I, to eat later. Yeah, exactly. But they chose to say, and it's kind of in the same, it's, it's like a synonym here. Like we want to know that we own the cake. I don't know if they chose, own purposefully or they could have just said have the cake we're eating um because i'm thinking that owning again comes back to like money and maybe owning the record the record label coming mm, back yep, in there yep, yep, yep. cake is the music the record uh -huh. the, the the product right and then they're yeah. saying spit it out man just don't you know don't feed into that uh don't believe it just spit it out yeah man hmm. and jump into that solo which is sick now i got a question for you You've heard the Trombino Sessions, uh, yes. the demo of this. And yes. did you listen to Dope the bridge screaming. at all? Dude. Yes. 
I let's can't make heads or tails of this. So let's do it. Me neither. Let's let's do it. It's uh two thirty four into the demo. Yeah. Do you want? Um, I do. But you want me to play it or put it in the watch together? Uh, just play it. Okay. Here we go. I, I don't, there's nothing to see. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. <laughs> So sick. Any four eight four J E pod. If you have any idea what Jim Jim <laughs> is screaming there, it's so good. yeah. And if you look for yeah, nothing wrong demo by Jimmy World. Just make sure you look for the Mark Trombino sessions one. Damn. Now you know what that reminds me of. It reminds me of the new uh, of the second song off the new nineteen seventy five album. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's so loud and unlike them. Uh, I'm playing it and watch together real quick. Yeah. Wake up! Oh, this part right here. <laughs> I didn't this know. This is their Ultra, their Depeche Mode Ultra era, okay. I feel like. Okay, yeah. I um... remember, when, remember when Dave Gahan was all goth all of a sudden? Yeah. And you're like, wait, what is happening <laughs> with Depeche Mode right now in the 90s? <laughs> The, the part that came to mind uh, for me was actually, it wasn't anything that that intense, which probably, that's why you went down that road. I was thinking more yeah. of like indiscernible lyrics, and it made me think of th- that bit that David, that Dave Grohl sings in uh, Everlong, when oh, it does that yeah, break. yeah, what can, is that? You know, and it's, I've, I've read about it before, and they've even ad- admitted that there's like three different pieces, writings that they have, that he was just reciting them, mumbling them quietly. And uh, I'll, what, I'll, is Ga- <laughs> what is Dave Grohl whisper in Everlong by Food? right <laughs> radio right and I do remember there's a part where you can hear him say I can't get some sleep and I think that part is there's a there's a technical uh, the third part that he reads is like a, a, a like a diary or something from a technical director or an audio director um, and they they mm. just working so hard and long at night that they can't sleep something like that oh i see yeah yeah yeah. but one is a love letter second is a technical manual and the third is a story about a studio yes father exactly but all i could really make out of it was uh somebody get some sleep that's all i could Uh hear at that toward the end of it is that like right at the end of the bridge right before it gets quiet again right okay yeah so that was um that you know the this bridge is pretty cool it's uh you can make oh it's so good (laughs) you can hear it (laughs) yeah Yeah, but that other one man we should touch on the other demo too um Check out the second. I should have written down the time. Do you have a link to the other demo? Um, is that the? I'll send it to you right quick. Yeah, hit me. And mostly because I want to hear the second verse. Um, Ben Foot pointed this out to me on DMs today that Tom and Jim trade off vocals. Uh, and I noticed it for sure in the second verse. I think that's where it's most evident. It might be in more of the track, but uh, of course I'm getting the beach ball when I tried to paste this to here. Guys. Of course, I was gonna say um, I didn't get anything. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 I was, I was vamping. I was, it's an art. Uh, yeah, you're. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. Benfoot, Benfoot happened to mention today on Twitter, and I told him to call in before uh, nine o'clock tonight, and he, he didn't have time. He was like, I don't know what to say, <laughs> but he happened to bring up nothing wrong as another dueling vocal performance by Tom and Jim. So, uh, and this is gonna be. I, mean, we have to, I gotta find it about about two thirds of the way. You, you think? 
Uh, it's verse two. I would say give it like a good oh, verse minute two. in. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right, here we go. I will just come through the chorus. Jim, Jim, I love when they work so together, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I want more of that. I me too. You know, the more we listen to to Tom singing, it's kind of. I think after each one of those tracks, you and I agree. It's like we want some more Tom. We want some more Tom, yeah. in there, man. You know, it's interesting. I noticed when I was looking at the liner notes for this record today is that Rick has vocal credit, backup vocal credit on the album. Now it didn't say which tracks in particular, but I am interested to watch this uh, this festival show that I pulled and take a look and see if. Rick, I have seen Rick live at shows do the screamy parts. Yeah. Um, but I want to see uh, if there's more to it, I guess. Um, and then I have a little blurb from. So remember, they released the two disc deluxe version of this futures. And on the second disc uh, on the liner notes, they have little blurbs about each uh, each track. And there's a little blurb from Zach about nothing wrong. He says, the band always liked the way the song just rocked. The verses are so much fun to play. Of course, Zach would say that. Right. <laughs> um, uh, boy, tough. I gotta rotate these or something. Can't. <laughs> just turn your head. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, what happens is, so I got if I turn my head. Uh, I'm just. I'm just. Yeah. I'm sure it's it's terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. So the verses are so much fun to play. This version isn't that much different than the album version. I do think we sped up the tempo for the choruses on the actual futures version. Does that mean that there's two BPMs? Ooh, there absolutely could be. Yeah. Toonbat didn't have that info. Well, yeah, Toonbat. <laughs> hey, hey. I, you're right. I'm not going to I'm gonna bite my tongue. I'm sorry. I sh- How dare you besmirch <laughs> the bat? Don't besmirch the bat. <laughs> we got to make sure we put that in our uh, content for this week's, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, tweets. <laughs> Don't besmirch the bat. Oh, man. Okay. Uh did we get through all the lyrics? Uh, there's like a uh, um. We, did we do, is there? Screamy? There's a verse we went three. The demos, right? There's a yeah, verse but that's three. Not, he's just sort of going back over mm-hmm. some stuff. He says, "Yeah, he mixes." It sounds dope when he sings. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's just he's he's screaming that out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's a huge quiet part where he says, "Our black singers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So big conundrum here with the spelling of this uh track oh yeah because on the official track listing on the album itself i will count that as canon nothing wrong one word no space it's very easy to find it online that way however the official youtube has nothing wrong as two words the band has tweeted (laughs) twice at least with it nothing wrong as two words um oh yeah one of them was zach saying uh uh you know what we don't play enough nothing wrong that song is fun to play and you would think okay this isn't just like somebody from the label 
that's like, hey, listen to nothing wrong on twit.fm. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, so again, nothing wrong, two words. Then there was a promo single that was released by the band on Discogs. Nothing wrong, Interscope Records, nothing one label. Uh, this is a UK promo release. Now, I'm interested. So on the artwork itself, Jimmy Eat World, nothing wrong. But on the track list here on Discogs, unfortunately, there's only one image. I'd be interested to see the back of this digipack. Um, it's listed as nothing wrong, two words. So that's my hot take. Wow. So there's a lot more spaced uh, double words then. Uh... Yeah. And it's funny. It's like I was going to do a tongue in cheek like, hey, what do you call this track? But I found like so many official places and now discogs is like shaky at best i guess but right. like two twice on twitter an official youtube i hear on spotify i was gonna say way. and i know you don't like uh you don't like spotify i was gonna remark that uh, they have the, the i will words. besmirch the spot <laughs> nothing wrong uh, two words there yeah oh let me check apple music um the problem is i own this album so i'm interested to see if I can, like, can I search for it outside of my library? Let me go. Futures. I'll just go to the Futures album and maybe I can get around seeing my... Okay, here's a version I do not have in my library. Oh, I'm playing the song. <laughs> um, okay, uh, and they have it. Oh, two, two words. Who's working over there? So yeah, they have it as two words here on Apple Music. I like it as one word. I like the fact that it's nothing wrong. Now, I couldn't find anything about why they spell it right and i was trying to trying to look into it like why would they say nothing wrong as one word is like that's uh like a feeling or a response um nothing wrong is is kind of like that uh, the description for that person that thinks that they're i don't know a nothing wrong yeah uh, nothing oh, you, wrong you're a nothing wrong <laughs> you're a nothing wrong <laughs> something out of uh charlie and the chocolate factory right yeah <laughs> good day sir <laughs> You know, there was one, one thing that I wanted to, you know, go ahead and uh, maybe we can put in, uh, is it easy to put together a Twitter poll? You say nothing wrong, nothing wrong. You know, and people just click and say, I like this one better. I prefer this. Is that easy? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it right now. Perfect. And I'll run it for seven days. And then, Sweet. Uh, let's see. Now, there is one thing I. Uh, now, what? how would you like to form the question here? Like, which do you prefer? How do you stylize it? I mean. I would say, what do you think? Because if it's coming from Jimmy Eat Pod, they're going to know this is going to be a Jimmy Eat World track. Right, yeah. You know, what do you think? That's what I would say. Is that you leave it more open and to then their which, interpretation. Which do you think I should put first, one word or two? the two words? Oh, yeah, because yeah, that is going to um, – that is that might skew my it. Gut says, my gut says nothing wrong, one word first. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. That's the gut. I say, I say go with the gut. All right. When in doubt, man, go with the gut. All right, and I'm going to run this for seven days. Um, I want, Now, what do you think or which do you think? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I guess it would be which, which, which of these, like, which do you think? Well, once you have to continue, like, what do you think is more of an open-ended question? Which do you think? I think you would have to continue that question and say, which do you think fits? Which do you think? Okay, so maybe I'll do this. <laughs> what Instead of the question mark, what do you think, colon? Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Okay. Uh, are we, yeah? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. We figured that out. <laughs> Let me uh, let me play something for you, and I'm gonna see if you can if you can first hear what I'm talking about, and then if you could tell me what you think it sounds like, because there was there was a certain song that I thought of, a certain artist that we had mentioned that you had mentioned. I think it was in It Matters. I want to say that's what it was. Either that or Thinking That's All. Um, 
But it's uh, it's at two minutes and fifty two seconds of this song. I'm thinking it's probably a simple. Uh, what is that? Occam's razor. It's like the the, the most obvious, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah it's probably a, it's probably a uh, a musical instrument, but it's it's underneath. It's at the end when they're doing the guitar bends and stuff. Here it is. Do you hear it underneath it? Dee 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 dee. Hey. Oh what? No, yeah. do it again. Okay, here you go. Listen to it underneath. It's in there. You hear it? it, it are they saying yeah. hey? They've got to be because they're yeah. saying Hi. hey, hey, yeah, hey. Yeah. It made me think of uh, <laughs> Heart Shaped Box with the. Oh. Except he's saying, hey, wait. Because I thought right. they were saying, oh, hey, yeah. and then wait. But they're just. What? Oh, yeah. They're just saying, hey, waiting a, a beat, and, and then hey. Did again. Gil Norton did Gil Norton work with Nirvana? Uh, Gil Norton was, yeah. I mean, he's the Nevermind guy. And is that song on Nevermind? Um, I want to say it was in utero. Hey, wait. I got a new. I'm typing in the lyrics. I'm going to put in Heart Shape Box and see. Was it in utero? Oh, that's the name of the song. I couldn't think of the name of the song. Yeah, in (laughs) utero. So, yeah, Heart Shape Box in utero. So, that's not Gil Norton. Or it is Gil Norton. Who produced that? Uh, Well, he was, yeah, I think he did uh, Off the Deep End. Wait. (laughs) What what is that? (laughs) Once again, once again, man, I have. I have mixed up uh, Weird Al Yankovic's albums with <laughs> actual albums. Oh, my God. So bad off the deep end. Yeah, it was Nevermind, man. Gosh. Uh, so, yeah, In Utero was Steve Albini. Okay. Um, <laughs> Terrible. Okay. I'm going to search for Gil Norton's name on this anyway, on this article and see. No no matches. Uh, and I also read that uh, on, I think it was on Song Facts, this one shows up in Gran Turismo 4. So, another, so much Gran Turismo stuff. <laughs> dude, yeah, we had, what was it last time? It was um, Need for Speed. Now we've got Gran Turismo. Right, Dude, yeah. they're all over these racing tracks. It just goes to show, man, they can write an intense uh, rock tune that you would uh, race to. I could totally listen yeah, to this totally. if I was doing, like, a, you know, kart racing or something. No remixes, unfortunately. Yeah. No, no Gran Turismo remix. Yes. Just a lot of Gran Turismo highlight videos. Right. Um. <laughs> right. Now, um... This was a cool, uh, did you have any, were you looking up something? Uh, my dog is growling. I have the window cracked. And so I couldn't tell if the motorcycle was going by or if my dog was growling. I got all kinds of stuff. What do you got? So check this out. I'm going to jump ahead to the community thing. Cause I saw, I thought this, I thought this was funny. So seven months ago, JG429. Yes, sir. Posted song of the week. Nothing wrong. Right. Yep. Uh, and what they said was, I've written this here before, but my Napster download of Futures didn't have the song on it, and it had Jen instead. So I didn't know this song existed for years, literally until I started using streaming services, and I came <laughs> around to those kind of late. Imagine getting a new Amazing. Futures track in, like, 2015. I was disappointed for it taking so long for me to figure out, but it was also kind of exciting to hear an awesome future song for the first time so much later, like a bonus surprise, LOL. <laughs> So cool. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, mean, I wrote that down. So cool. And in I was um I was sharing some stuff with the people on the Discord. We were sharing screenshots of like, like old music that I had on my external drive, all the stuff that I got from like Bearshare and, and LimeWire. 
And there are versions that you can't even find on YouTube now that I just accidentally downloaded. It, you know, <laughs> because you think either it was mislabeled, but it becomes part of, you know, you, you associate that with, oh, this came packaged with this, you know, a, a leaked version of this early album that I got of oh, yeah. Jimmy World or Weezer. And so that part comes in there. So when you hear it now, you hear that album now, you're expecting that that track to be thrown in. So funny. The other thing I love about those things were like you would download illegal versions of things that had like digital hits in them and you would know the song with that digital hit in it. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was a Jimmy world song. Um, was uh, it that I had that? What is that? I don't know. I can't. I, I know that song. <laughs> I got a, I got a, how long have you had this plane? Oh, hold on. How long have you well, had this plan, Jimmy Eat World? What song is that? Well, at least we both agree. That's what he says. Well, at least we both agree. Come on, Spangle. Oh, Spangle. Oh, wow. Wow. There was oh yeah uh, so there was a digital hit right in the first line he so the the lyric is I'm glad you find the time to ring I just spent all day waiting I had a one I had a version that was like I'm glad you find the time to ring <laughs> and so I always sing it that way because <laughs> it had this like weird like skip or something there was um so I don't think this was a digital hit I and this was also when I was on my MacBook and using iChat a lot. And yeah. I th- I still think that messages uses the same um, a very similar sound for sending messages going up and messages coming down. And there was a part in Lucky Denver Mint, <laughs> or maybe it was Sweetness. Now that I think about it, but it, there was a part where when you send a message, I think now it goes whoop very softly, oh, uh-huh, yeah. softly in the back. You could hear it. So whenever I hear that. Um, you know, just you how think a message exactly, yeah, exactly. Well, I also, but I also hear it in my head when I hear that track, uh, when I hear Sweetness playing, and so I hear it in my head, even though it doesn't actually show up. I was just my, my thought was that someone was like live, live, um, <laughs> you know, recording it from a disc or something onto their computer, and they just happened to get a message or send a <laughs> message at that time. But, but, but you know, you get the weird things from from uh, LimeWire and and those peer to peer sharing. I discovered this band, Craig's Brother, because it was labeled as Blink-182 or something. And they had this song. It was so good. And it cuts off so abruptly. And I was like, man, that's so weird. I think when maybe when YouTube came out, but I'm pretty sure more like RDO days, I finally looked up the song and I was like, oh, my God, it's like a whole song. It's like a three and a half minute song because it cut out at like 48 seconds or something right after the first chorus. So I didn't I never thought there was a second verse or anything. Um, And so, yeah. Yeah, well, good. Well, what's finds. weird is like, you know, all, all, it, it may be an interesting story to tell, but I still feel like all this stuff, uh, you know, plays into why we remember certain songs. Totally. So strange. Okay, um, that was really all I had for the community. I couldn't really find anything else on on nothing wrong, even though it's a it's a strong. <laughs> uh, on hit. that same one from JG four two nine, I saw that. Did you see that Sam uh, Michaelick says I continue to feel the demo song Jen should have been on this album instead of Nothing Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then going back to Ben Foote, um, he had posted this, like, uh, how do you, it's like a 30-day challenge where it's like every day of the month you can attribute a song to it or something. And this was just on May 21st. 
uh, it says uh, 30 day song challenge. And on day 17, he put nothing wrong. So I was like, what was on day 17? And day 17 is a song you'd sing a duet with somebody on karaoke. Whoa. Which is funny because Ben Foote is the person that told me that put it in my head that this was a dueling vocal song on the demo. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, I might have to reach out to Ben Foote and ben see Foot. if he wants to collaborate on something then. But I'll just put that oh. as I'll put that in an aside, a little little uh, mark on my sheet here. That's interesting. Uh, okay, Very okay. cool. And then uh, our boy Jake T. O'Donnell. Yes. What did Jake T. O'Donnell have to say, man? So I got a couple things. Let me read you. You may not remember this. I didn't. On the Disintegration episode, he included this about the song Disintegration. Here's a fun thought experiment that will drive you completely insane if you're like me. If you replace the three worst songs on Futures, Drugs Are Me, Night Drive, and Nothing Wrong, or Pain, take your pick, with Disintegration over and closer, that would make Futures Jimmy World's best album. Don't answer that. <laughs> um, so you would think from that, he thinks that this is one of the worst songs on this record. He must not like it all that much. Well, guess where he's got it on his list of top 100. Dude, is it below 50? Jimmy World songs. It's top 50, uh, uh, not top, yeah, low 50, between, I'll, I'll give you this. It's between 90 and 100. <laughs> 90 and 100. I'm going to go with the, right in the smack dab in the middle. Let's go 95. 98. Okay. <laughs> um, so here's what Jake T. O'Donnell says about the song, Nothing Wrong. I have a lot to say about Futures on the whole. It was a real departure for the band, an interesting career pivot right after their most popular record. One of the songs that most exemplified that pivoting was Nothing Wrong. You could argue that during their post-clarity popular phase, Nothing Wrong was the closest thing they'd ever done to actual metal, or at least over the course of an entire song. The opening pounding drums and heavy guitar riff of Nothing Wrong represent some of Jimmy World's hardest rock sounds of their career. Also, the Nothing Wrong demo from the Trombino sessions includes Jim screaming unintelligible nonsense before that last chorus. And had that made the final mix, uh, this song would have ranked much higher here. It's hilarious, terrifying, and amazing all at once. Wow. So yeah, Hilarious, that's, huh? That's Jake T. O'Donnell's take on Nothing Wrong. Oh, and then, finally, for my community thing, uh, there was an what is this? Was this an interview? No. Um, somebody though, Sophos 34 compared, uh, I think they were all comparing like what songs were the equivalent song on surviving when it came out. So somebody said that criminal energy is definitely the nothing wrong of surviving. And I was like, Oh, I could see like they have similar guitar tones. Um, there's no like huge, like drums and, and guitar riffage. Well, but no, no, I on, would, on um, I, Criminal Energy, isn't there that doodly 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 There's that, the noodling. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm not remembering it, but um, I'm thinking of just the chorus itself. Um, and I can hear, it might even be in the same key, uh, that I could understand how these would be similar. Totally, I get that. I mean, I was listening to Criminal Energy the other day, and, and I thought, damn, this hits hard. Yeah, it's that's the one with the, uh, it's like the noodling guitars, right? It's... Um, I don't know. It's 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 a that's a heavy hitter, man. It's in there. Four eight four J pod. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So uh, let's see. I've got a couple other little things and questions. Shoot. Let's do this. What is the deal with the trombino demos? Because there's two demos to the song, and so I always assumed that the futures demos were the demos, uh, were the trombino demos, and that the double disc. 
the second disc was the Trombino demo. So all these people going around saying, oh, does anybody have a link to the Trombino demos? Um, I was like, well, I, are they really that hard to find? Like they, it came out as a double CD and I never put together that they were just two different sets of demos. Um, so I did a little digging. I don't know that I have the official answer as to why I have the Trombino demos, uh-huh. but uh, come down this rabbit hole with me. So okay. Minty901 on Chorus, the forums, in August of 2016, says, hey, I found this Futures Demos website. And it was a dead link, unfortunately. But it says, now, this definitely isn't the track list of the Trombino Sessions had when they first leaked in 2006. So I was like, oh, Trombino Sessions leaked in 2006? What? I guess. And maybe I found them somehow. Like, I think I went, used to go to, like, bsidesrs.com or something <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, it says Sparkle was definitely on there, for example, and you shouldn't be on there, uh, and you shouldn't be on there. I've downloaded this, and I'm fairly sure this version of you was recorded with Gil Norton, not Mark Trombino. Anyways, this version of Big Cars, anyway, he goes on and on about all the different songs and all that stuff. Um, and he even talks about uh, the, his version of Lying Dressed, which was Closer. Um, did we talk about Lying Dressed on the Closer episode? Lying Dressed? No. Yeah. No. One has a version of Lying Dressed Closer that was cleaned up by somebody else on the Jimmy Eat World message board because the original had gl- glitches all over it. Uh, since we've done Closer, can we take a detour here? Let's take a look and see if Lying Dressed is in our drive. Yes. Take a look. It is. Um, I'll, I'll send you a link to it real quick. Okay. And I have it in here twice. So I did have it. I just, because it's called Lying Dressed, I probably didn't pull it up for the close. And I wasn't, we weren't doing the same research I'm kind of doing now. Right. Yeah. Um, we were, um, it, that was an early track. That was, that was episode two. That right? was our second episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's listen to this for a okay, sec, just go. as we've already done closer. Yeah. Lying Dressed. All right. And I'm interested if this has glitches all over it or not. Oh, yeah. You can already hear them. Oh, yeah. Listen to that. So, yeah, keep this playing. I'm going to pull up the, the other one that I have and see if it's a cl- clean up one. Wow, it's terrible. <laughs> it's like, we want harmonies here, but we'll, we'll clean them up later. <laughs> it sounds like a scratch disc or something. Yeah, so play the other one I just okay. sent you, and let's see if it's the cleaned up version. All right, here we go. Lying dressed. Detours here, man. Oh, yeah, it's okay. No, it's got the glitches nope. also. All right. Well, I'm glad we went down this detour. Yeah. <laughs> um, In the sense that, like, because we didn't, I don't remember playing that demo on that episode. No, we didn't. Uh, remember the early days of the episode? I used to go and listen to the episode and then go back and start the whole podcast over from the beginning and listen to all the episodes. And I probably did that through like episode five. Wow. And then I was like, oh man, this is too much content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have proof that Trombino's demos, uh, somebody found a Futures Demos link that was not the Trombino demos. And they downloaded it and had different versions of things. 
Punk News website talks about the deluxe demo version. It says, even the band understands the importance of varied recording sessions, which is why the deluxe edition of Futures comes with a disc of the demo version of each song. And frankly, it sounds like an entirely different album. The lyrics are different. Many of the song structures are different. Tempos, instrumentation, the works. It's an excellent counterpart to an already excellent album. The packaging and liner notes where the band expounds on each demo cut only increases the ownability of this album. So I'm like, okay, that doesn't tell me that those are the Mark Trombino demos or not. Right. Further, I found a website called The Vogue. They say simultaneous to the album launch was the release of the deluxe edition, which included both the original album and demo versions of the same tracks. Additional demos from the Trombino sessions were later made available through the Jimmy Eat World message board, two of which entitled Coming Home and Lying Dressed would later become Disintegration and Closer, both of which featured on the Stay On My Side Night EP. So did we play Coming Home on the Disintegration episode? Uh, Coming Home? Yeah, I don't remember doing that. (sighs) No, that's not to say we didn't. Right. Okay, so let's let's do that because we've done Disintegration. Here, I'm going to copy this. And again, this was in my library, but because it wasn't called that at the time, uh, I did not find it with my metadata. I'm getting the shareable link now. I am pasting the shareable link now. And so let's take a listen to coming home for a little bit. Maybe it'll jog my memory. I... Yeah, I know, right? You have to. You have to, might have to hear it. Let's see. Coming home. I want to say we did listen to this. Okay. Maybe it was on he does YouTube actually say, or something I'm labeled home. as the demo. That's right. That's right. I'm coming home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that one was on. Okay. Good. So, but Jimmy World message board. Now, that very much sounds like something I probably would have done, but I also wasn't really into message boards because I didn't like having to refresh the page to see new posts. Uh-huh. Like, if it wasn't a chat room, I probably wasn't all that interested. So I, unless it showed up on B-Sides or Us or something, I don't remember having an active Jimmy World message board account. But it seems to be a big part of the band's legacy. So yeah, yeah, there's I must the, have, ex- yeah. And that was tied into JimmyEatWorld.net? Maybe. That's not Caitlin's website, though. That was Jimmy World Online. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I right? wasn't around at the, at the message board um, portion. So I, right. I don't even know what it looked like. I may have stumbled upon it once or twice, you know, when, yeah. when message boards were really big and just I happened to be on it. Um, I'd have to, you know, I have to take a look at it and see. But yeah, that is a very uh, those that that's a, a large portion of their, like you said, their legacy is a lot of the conversations yeah. and sharing of music that went on um, on that message board. Right. A lot of a lot of like bootleg. And I want that cleaned that up version. Shared. Let's get that cleaned up version yeah. of lying, whatever the hell. <laughs> right. Um. Finally, I fold one thing from the web archive of AbsolutePunk.net did an interview with Jim before the record came out or like right when it came out. And Jim says the deluxe edition is going to include demo versions of every song in the process of making futures. We recorded and re-recorded everything at least nine or ten times. We have our own Pro Tools set up at our own studio and we're big on Oh, we're big on unfortunately the formatting. So there's question marks where punctuation supposed to be. Oh, yeah. And then the, the sentence just ends. We're big on a lot of the times the way the song takes shape 
it has to do with the production and how something sounds or what instruments were being used. That plays a big role in songwriting for us. And we revise that constantly until we feel like it's done. And then it might be, well, it takes a really long time. And with that deluxe edition, we're including Jim is distracted by someone else. Okay, let me just, okay. With the deluxe edition, we're running commentary on what is about these particular versions that stand out and how they're played into the development of the song. So it's kind of like a glimpse into our creating process because you can definitely hear where laughs some of the elements came (laughs) from. It's always interesting, I think, when you hear demos after you've heard the real thing and kind of see how they piece together, like it worked, like what worked and what didn't. So I I think think it's just more on about the demos. And I think it's cool to hear it from Jim uh, and around that time, which is cool. Right. Uh, So, yeah, that's what I have about the what's the deal with the Mark Trombino demos. The Trombino demos seem to have leaked on the Jimmy Eat World message board in 2006. And the demos that are on the album are one of the nine or ten recorded versions that they made on their own. And I can't remember which user it was that was on the Discord mentioned recently. I think it was around the same th- that same thread in uh, just the the random talk channel. But they had said that there was, and it's kind of a big event in their life. And I know this because you know I, I repeat things that happen with technology, you know, over and over because it's such you know they have they leave such a scar in your in your mind. But this guy had a couple gigs worth of. Um, bootlegs and clean recordings from the message boards that he had on an external drive that just toasted died right and Uh, what do you do i mean there's no backup there's no um there's no versioning there's there's no cloud none of that it's just gone and maybe he was the only one that had that or there are other people out there but maybe there are buried in some some drive but uh you know that's uh Maybe there's another, like a th- you know, second or third version of, of these songs that we may never hear because you know it's just it wasn't important to them at the time. They wanted to go with the the final version and and uh, yeah, just the the fan the fans are holding on to that stuff that uh, yeah, it's just so deep, such a deep cut. But anyway, so deep put that ass to sleep, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and then more recently, Zach did an interview on Chorus FM where he talked about nothing wrong. A little bit because he's sort of led on by the interviewer. Uh, when was this interview? Let me take a look because I think this was when Integrity Blues came out, maybe four years ago. So, uh, My Enemy was probably the most rocking song apart from the end of Pass the Baby on the record. It was definitely more aggressive. Interviewer says, kind of like nothing wrong. And Zach says, kind of a little bit like that. Yeah, that was my feeling that this is the most rocking song off the record and we're taking it off. Uh, but in the end, we feel like we made the right decision just based on a lot of the feedback we've gotten. I think my enemy will be great hardcore. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> it's mostly about my enemy than yeah. it is about <laughs> nothing wrong. But they talk about how nothing wrong is, and Zach talking about nothing wrong is pretty cool because his drums are sick. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, no clue if Rick sings on this track in particular. We can take a look at that live video in a sec. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. On July 30th, the album's track listing was revealed. Samples of three new tracks, Futures, Nothing Wrong, and Night Drive, were posted to the group's website shortly afterwards. So that would have just lived on the website for a little bit. Websites were so tight when I used to go to bands' websites. <laughs> like, And they actually when, put on new content? Yeah, I remember when December Underground was coming out, and uh, AFI's website had this dope, like, uh, like you would mouse over certain things, and it would make these sounds that are on the record like they they like uploaded the stems and interacted with like the flash design like you know 
it was like yeah, I was gonna say that sounds like some like that. some kind of final project we'd have at, at CSUN, our, our web design and development uh, program. <laughs> like you had to know action script and you got to put together a flash website, and it's like a uh, bunch of rollovers fuck. and shit with with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was oh yeah, the AFI website was rollover heavy, dude. Uh huh. Um, Pop Matters is a website, and they talked about it connecting to Bleed American in 2005 in the sense that. Uh, Nothing Wrong was the most reminiscent of Bleed American, specifically the track Get It Faster. Uh, so they compared Nothing Wrong to Get It Faster on Bleed American. People love comparing Jimmy World songs, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it can open up a conversation, at least. Yeah. At least they're comparing good songs. <laughs> yeah. I happened to Google. Now, I'm trying to get better at this. I went out and did my own Googling along around the internet and was like, let me see what I can pull up. And there's actually, so people are always looking for the Mark Trombino sessions. Now, I didn't look to see if this was every track from the Mark Trombino sessions, but did you see this website, Futures Past? No. Uh, check this out. Somebody kind of posted the Trombino sessions. Whoa. And uh, in here, he he outlined specifically about Nothing Wrong. Jim tries some screaming vocals on the bridge of this version. There's also a long instrumental, which kind of changed in the final mix. Um, but on this link... He has it like very simply laid out big cars lying dressed or closer drugs are mean nothing wrong sparkle and then some alternate art which is on the back of the Japanese version of the futures lyric book and then like this is a pretty good like I don't know who like Stephen Brand is but um, he's uh, he's posted here futures the Mark Trombino sessions somebody can come and get it Everybody well we can find out what Reddit Stephen Brand's up to you it. just go to this little <laughs> Oh, yeah, about me, Stephen Brand is both a self-employed and company-commissioned web designer originally from the Tampa, Florida area, uh, now living near Hartford, Connecticut. His interests include automotive design, racing, music, composition, and performance, networking. Oh, he design. probably is in Grand. He's probably into Gran Torino or whatever. Gran, the, Gran Turismo. The, oh, for sure. Gran Turismo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> like, well, let me click on his Facebook. We probably share some friends. Let's see. <laughs> no, maybe not. But I'm gonna uh, give him a follow yeah. from the pod account. Do it. <laughs> Seems like a, uh, yeah, followed uh, by Jimmy. He's a host of the Cars Simplified YouTube channel. Man, this guy, he's a diehard. Oh, There's a Futures Past Twitter account, a music site, free music label, and community. Interesting. I gave Futures yeah. Past to follow from the pod account, too. Love it. He'll see it. Maybe we can have Stephen Brand on. Yeah, Stephen Brand, come on this episode. <laughs> I'm, uh, his DMs aren't open. Coward. <laughs> you know what i don't even know how to open that either so well i guess then then again he is a web developer and designer maybe he is uh he's chosen not to so that's Steven. i like the cut of his jib yeah yeah check it out that's pretty cool so futures past happens to be like his uh portfolio website because if you click on the his web design portfolio it takes you it keeps you on futures past and shows you um so he says jimmy eat world mark trombino sessions wide scrolling demo that's the top the top um, item on his uh, his portfolio here. Mm-hmm. He's also done Cars Simplified. Okay, not the band Cars, but uh, actually Cars. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, cool. So that's who Steven Brand is. Oh, yeah. I like it. He looks like a traveler of the world. I like, get yeah, him and his wife or partner or fiance uh, up here on top of a mountain somewhere. Love it. Okay. So, that's oh, dude. Past. Dude. What happened? Look, what okay, happened? do this. Do this. Click, click on his last FM. Click on it. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, Let's do you see, see his last FM. Do you see Why his, didn't I do this? Do you see his icon there? Yeah. Dude, he's oh, on the wait. Discord. 
He's totally on the Discord. Message him on the Discord. That's so funny. Good call, dude. Yeah. All right. Okay, we definitely got to get him on the pod. Yeah, please. This is good (laughs) content. I know, right? If if they could only see. Yeah. Oh my God! And his name is Futures Past. How did I not put this together? Right. Right. I know. It's there. (laughs) You know what? I had. Is he a Patreon subscriber too? I watch. He's a Patreon subscriber. What a dude! What? This is terrible. We got it. We would have to edit all of this out because edit this out. (laughs) Edit this out, Justin. (laughs) How disconnected are we? I said, come on the pod. We're talking about you on the pod right now, unknowingly. (laughs) I know. Sorry, Steven. That's great. Oh, man. What's he listening to? Sir Chloe, Girl in Red, Gia Woods. I don't know any of these artists. Dude, this dude's eclectic. I love it. Jimmy World's his number one band. Awesome. Got Bruce, The Used, AWOL Nation. I'm actually working on So the guy from AWOL Nation has this other thing called Nomantics that my producer's daughter uh does with him does that make sense they're two they're a duo oh yeah one yeah, guy yeah. from awol nation yeah. and her have a duo called nomantics so uh-huh maybe he doesn't know about that <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway that's futures past wow what a right fucking it all hole. comes full circle <laughs> all right so i'm gonna read you now a little bit i'm talking a lot do you have things <laughs> Um, no, actually I don't. I'm just, I'm, I'm actually, uh, you're excited to share. I'm I'm excited to share a couple of things with you. Yeah. But go ahead, man. Uh, Drop, drop all this. I have uh, a present for you and then you share something with me. Okay, cool. I have some weird (laughs) stuff too. Uh, maybe this will be the first one we break off into a Patreon, um, a thing so people can hear us talk, (laughs) talk, talk, talk about it. Um, this is a D flat major Camelot of three B and a BPM of one thirty three. And guess what I did this week? What'd you do? I made us a mashup again. <laughs> well, and... it's funny. Uh, oh, wait, what? Did you make one too? You bet I did. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, what did you mix it up with? Uh, okay. So um, I I actually, this is what happened. Um, you know, I, I love I love revealing these things because I feel like it's it's you know, this is this is live on the pod for for you and I. We don't we don't prep any of this stuff, but. We, no, no. You know that there's the the Jimmy Eat uh, Pussycat track, right? Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So they they Jim had mashed up Nothing Wrong with uh, Doncha from the Pussycat Dolls, right? Oh, my God. I never put that together. I, oh, yeah. what a fucking poser. <laughs> Why did that come up in my Google searches? I anyway. So I, it's right. actually, it's so they don't have anything on YouTube, right? And uh, uh-huh. I went on Reddit, and both posts from like I, I want to say a, a, a couple years ago to seven months ago had like mega mega upload links. Both were expired, right? I could they they no longer mm. on the? And so I was like, I, I can't find it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to make it obvious that I was searching for it. So I, you know, I I, I didn't post anything <laughs> on the subreddit. Yeah, I, and then so I ended up making a mashup with Rave DJ. And as I'm making the mashup, I came across the track in our our shared. Um, it's another. Uh, I can't remember his name who shared it with us, but he shared his group. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin Brown, I think. Yeah, yeah. He shared his grouping of songs, um, and it was in there. And ah. I'm actually much happier with the rave DJ version. Sorry, Jim. Um, and it's mainly because <laughs> of the quality of it. It's just, rave DJ rocks. Ass. Oh yeah. Um, so do you, how do you want to start this? Do you want to do yours? Okay. First? So I mixed it with face to face and I didn't love it, but I didn't listen to it much. Um, 
and I only did face to face because it was the first one in the list. And I was like, oh, that's different than it's it's more different than me choosing a really popular song. So let's right. listen to mine, which I'm not all, I don't remember being all that happy with. And then we'll listen to yours, which okay. sounds way cooler. All right. <laughs> um, so this is mixed with face to face something or other what song i won't lie down Watching face to face jump around with Jim for the new Sixth Street Bridge. Well, they were doing it, huh? They tore it down and they're like almost done building the new one. Anyway, so that's my mix. Okay, I, I liked it. There were some parts where it seemed like it didn't really mix. There's too much symboling happening. Yeah, yeah, and I think those <laughs> those conflicted. Well, So let me start off with the actual, the version that Jim put together. Okay. Oh, yes, please. So this is Jimmy. Oh, this is a, a problem playing this file. Of course there was. Let me just refresh this and then I'll search for it again. And make sure I have this one up. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So this is Jim's version that he happily put together. I'll just, you know, give you a little situation. Listen. Get hot every time I come through and I step up in the spot. Make the place sizzle like a summertime cookout. Cloud for the best chick. Yes, I'm on my lookout. So bang and show you like a belly dance with it. Smell good. Pretty skin. So gangsta with it. No trace. Only diamonds under my sleeve. Give me the number. But make sure you hide. I know you like me. So I like it, but the quality is so poor. Yeah, why? He would have the stems. I know. So <laughs> I, I just don't get why. And 
And it's okay. What I really don't like about it is that they don't have the vocals. It's just it's just the guitar and, and the band work right. um, from Jimmy World. So now this thankfully is shared on our uh, on our channel. I did upload it uh, this afternoon. I, I didn't want to do it too early because I was like, what if what if David sees it? This is uh, the rave DJ match- mashup called Rongcha. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is uh, the mashup that I um, listen listen to repeatedly. A little bit of an abrupt ending, but damn, I thought that was yeah. really good. There's no way that Rave DJ is gonna last a long time. Like, this is somehow gonna get pulled off only because it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and they actually have a Patreon. I checked it out. Um, oh, we gotta back them. Yeah, they're yeah, they're um, I mean, they're they're uh, they're up and coming, they're they're starting out, they're about our level of um. Oh, I'm very patronage. impressed. I am a big fan, yeah, and I would love to have I them watch on. all the time. <laughs> Yeah, dude, an- another on, winner DJ. from Rave DJ. Show up those dude. Toon Bat folks. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's going to besmirch the bat, it's going to be fucking Rave DJ, okay? Yeah. Come on. Um, yeah, the Who's uh, going to come on the pod first, Rave <laughs> DJ or Toon Bat? Toon Bat's, what, what, Bat's Twitter account has been inactive since like 08 or something. Yeah, I, I thought it was 13, <laughs> uh, but still, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. it's enough time of, uh, you know. What's tw- it's 12 dead. years or whatever the fuck? <laughs> 
Uh, well, I had a, a blast of a time. We're, we're really making up for lost time with these mashups. Now. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. They're great. Okay. All right. Let's play something uh, uh, that's cool. Um, this is that Zygit Festival. Uh, mm-hmm. S-Z-I-G-E-T Festival. But this sounds so cool because they do some really cool dissonant guitar work here at the... Ah, uh, oh, what the hell? I, I went too far gone too far uh this is posted by jimmy world online so they had a youtube page and oh yeah it's still doing that i'm gonna share i'm gonna copy this link and post it in there so it's interesting if i copy the wrong link it doesn't like it okay here we go an eye on Rick. All right. Rick is back. Dude, he is he is mic, nowhere so near the he microphone. Sing on this one, but um, <laughs> oh, it's so good. And I I talked over it, so I'm gonna go back up a little bit. Listen to what Tom's doing in the intro here. Uh, he starts hitting some octave chords right before the verse hit. <laughs> tight. Were you able to hear it a yeah, little bit? Yeah. Like I, uh, that was tight. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I liked everything about that. Yeah, but Rick <laughs> does not. Enough. Rick does not sing. No, he is playing that inverted neck bass though. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was the live video I wanted to hear. My note was, "Wow, so good." <laughs> and it's um, pretty clean. I mean, I guess it's it. This is from. Jimmy. Yeah, that was really good. That was, I found it because the band had shared that live video. Yeah. On Twitter. Um. So yeah, that's a board record professional mm-hmm. yeah. type thing. Um, I have a fan made video. Okay. That I did not watch, so I figured maybe we could watch it together. Sure, let's do it. I've only got I've only got two other uh, YouTube covers, and one is um, one we can uh, just listen to the first bit of it. But I did want to read something from it that he had to say, which very cool. So go ahead, let's oh, watch okay, yours yeah. first. Oh yeah, I got I got like a zillion things. <laughs> Okay, you want me to go then? Uh, uh, well, this is not a cover. This is like a fan-made video, so yeah. we'll get into covers in a minute. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's check this out. I have not watched this yet. The interrogation scene. 
what's that? Um, is it Cinema Sins or something like? That? There's a YouTube channel, and I would say a Cinema Sin is to show somebody uh, with lip flap when <laughs> there's not anything even happening. Like you yeah. could have shown that you could have started the song when the interrogation scene started because that was uncomfortable, and I was I thought something was broken. Um, <laughs> Me too. And uh, and then they start talking when the music is playing, but not no one's singing. So <laughs> it's right. smiling while he's uh, yeah. chasing after the guy. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Um I, oh he's got um what's it called? Uh handcuffs. Uh-huh. I was going to say uh, did that's they how you know he's legit. Did they commit another sin of running opposite directions when they are changing scenes there too? Oh they they broke the 180 yeah. for sure. Um this is also the ultimate teen move is owning a vest for a three-piece suit and not doing the thing on the back. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> It's a fucking thing on the back. watch this but what i want it to be is at the end of the video it turns out that that guy actually forgot something and this guy's just trying to return it to him (laughs) i actually like that framing How tall are you? Uh, five eight. Five eight. Okay. Uh, when you are in a hurry, though, you don't take every single step like these people are, right? <laughs> like, I feel claustrophobic <laughs> watching them take every step and not skip in a in a chase scene. Like, yeah. no one's skipping stairs here. They are very deliberately taking every step, and it's and driving they, me nuts. And they're smiling doing it. There was a uh, a yeah. final project uh, that the film that the film students were putting together at CSUN and it was um, called chase the white rabbit. And it was about a guy that goes nuts and he kind of uh, flickers back and forth between what's in his mind and what's actually happening. And there's a scene where I I'm uh, an orderly chasing him. And then I'm also a police officer chasing him when he's free. And I still remember this because we were shooting this, you know, in the afternoon in the, or like the orchard there on the backside and, and I'm running toward the camera and the guy says, cut dude, you have got to stop smiling when you're running. It's not easy. <laughs> and that, running is hilarious. Uh, you know, and, and you try to look you try to look mad and then he goes, "Dude, you look you look too mad. You just need to you need to look like you're chasing him. That's it." So I was either yeah. smiling or I was uh, too pissed off to to finish the scene, but that's incredible. That's it. All right, let's see how this culminates. <laughs> Good shot composition. 
Ohio. Oh, they didn't catch the right guy. Oh, I did not get that. I'm so glad you were there to tell me that. Um, so yeah, I don't he know. Just man. Ha- that guy uh, happened to be there. <laughs> it seems Metal like Metal like, 19 did this. Uh, yeah, it 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 could have been a project film that uh, maybe for school, right? They had a lot of yeah. cool angles, <laughs> a lot of cool uh, shots. Th- I mean, there was some good shot composition yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now I have two animated anime music videos. Oh, sick. No, wait. Hold on, I'm sorry. I may have three. One is uh, Dragon Ball Z, one is Naruto, and one is Kingdom Hearts. Um, I suppose I... This is like... It reminds me of when Ryan said he discovered... What did he say? He didn't say he discovered Jimmy World because of anime, but he definitely saw an anime music right. video, right? Yeah, it was on Dragon like Ball Daily Z. Motion yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, so do... Between Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, and Kingdom Hearts, is there anything that you'd want to see? Um, I you know I like Kingdom Hearts. Okay, I, now I don't know anything about any of those properties, so I mean we could watch all of them. But <laughs> I don't think, uh, let, let's just do Kingdom Hearts. Uh, let's take a gander. Is this a video game or what? Is this? Yeah, it is. Summer Shorty Eight One Three Productions. happening uh, i think this is a combination i thought there were characters from disney included in this which they are later in this series but this is a kind of a mix between mm. final fantasy and then um i thought it was ah. disney characters they introduced them but i yeah i don't know the whole that whole series sure let's see how it ends okay. No man, sort of anti-climactic. So Disney characters like like Mickey Mouse exists yeah, in this uh, world, or yes, what? Donald, Go- what? Donald Goofy, yeah. Are people cool with that? Like, I, I, I mean, I'm sure they like. That seems like them. the ultimate like corporate rape of a property. You <laughs> like, oh, we got these great like anime sword fighting people that can fly and have awesome hair. Oh look, here's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> you know what? I <laughs> yeah, and it's on Disney Plus. So there's a series, oh, a cartoon series on Disney Plus, and yeah, it's got uh, Goofy and Donald in there. Man, that's bonkers. Uh huh. Right. Are people into that? Four eight four J Pod. Let us know. Oh, I'm sure. Um. Uh. Okay. Now we're into covers. Unless you want to watch <laughs> Naruto. <laughs> I'm, or I'm okay with, with the with the. Uh, with the <laughs> I'll just send them to Ryan and ask yeah, for see, his he, honest maybe review. He's gonna, yeah, he can. 
Okay, that's what we could do is we won't have a guest spot on this episode. I'll get Ryan to watch those and explain to us what happened and give uh, and review them. Yeah, play by play <laughs> because we're we're very out of the loop with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I've got one, two, three, four, five things nah, that I want to show you there. Oh, hold on. Do you have text to speech ready? Oh, dude, I definitely have it ready. <laughs> Hit okay, me. and did you have that like? Was that part of your? Uh... I I uh, got it set up in the for that last little bit just in case. So I've got something queued up. Yeah. Oh, tight. Well, now there are two Leona Alvon's versions. There's a nothing wrong space and a nothing wrong one word. <laughs> and my dog is dreaming next to me. <laughs> um, let's do Whoa. let's do the the canon version. Yeah, go ahead. The uh, Nothing wrong. Okay, I'll put I'll paste it in here, and our, and you've got your thing ready, right? I do. I'm ready to go. Here we go. Tell us, I'm Lenora. <laughs> here we go. Maybe German's a little too thick. Let me do the UK English again. Oh, I don't even hear it. You don't hear it? No. Here, is this is that fifth is that Fifth Avenue heartache? <laughs> I Dude. would know. It's it's it, like it, a Fifth Avenue heartache. Um that's uh the wallflowers. <laughs> oh, let's see. Hold on. Fifth Avenue heartache. Okay, I'm gonna copy this and put this into watch together and we'll go back to Lenora in a minute. Oh, Sixth Avenue. I was one avenue off. Here, just listen to this real quick. Oh, you got it. Okay. Yeah. It's the same song, right? That backing track. I think it's so. It's the yeah. same one. <laughs> It's yeah, the karaoke man. version. So I don't hear your voice thing. How do you not hear that? You don't. Hear I don't that? know. It's not. It's not coming through to me, at least. Okay. After all of that, though, now I'm interested. Did Lenora choose a different song for? Uh, maybe she chose one headlight for the Ooh. other. Uh, <laughs> There's a song that I can't put my finger on that that Wallflower song reminds me of. Uh, is it uh, Fade Into You? Like, hey. Oh, kind of. Yeah, Mazzy Star. Uh, yeah, huh? right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh. Oh, put the text-to-speech on this. Oh, yeah, here we go. Funnier. Nothing but take what's handed down. Said nothing but words approved to shout. We want to know that we own the cake uh, we're eating. Uh. Spit it out. <laughs> out. Out. I could hear it that time. You could, huh? All right. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Most triumphant. Most triumphant. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to do those before I got carried away. Um, I, uh, I found a lot of asphalt stuff, a lot of drum covers. Yeah, there was one drum cover uh, I came across, just one that I wanted to to highlight his playing, and also because what he had to say about the band and that album. A lot of bizarre montages. 
Yeah. Like LA Kings, a golden eye one, a James Vanderbeek tribute. James Vanderbeek, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Somebody did a Sonic the Hedgehog comic issue 77 set to this song. <laughs> that is wild. Oh, I wonder what drives people to put these together like that, you know, to associate the song yeah. with that visualization. I just don't know. Yeah, man. Uh, okay. What kind of covers do you have? I've got have one from John Ellis. Do you have John Ellis? John Ellis. Is that his YouTube name? Uh, let me look at it again. It's yeah, I'm pretty no. sure. No, I don't have John Ellis. Okay. Well, here, let me, um, let's see if I can, uh, this is John Ellis's. It had what I, what I figured like, it sounds like a, uh, well, here, listen to, listen for yourself. So kind of kind of took their own direction with it. Yeah, uh, uh, I do have him. I know him as Nam de Plume, John Dark seventy six. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, what do those guitars remind me of? They sound like um like a video game, like a SNES electric guitar. Oh yeah, like a um, kind of like a, a a better chip tune. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but um, I, I so was, yeah, it did. To me, it was kind of like a, him, a yeah. gothy nineties um, vibe to it to me um okay yeah 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 because it had like a nine inch nails vibe because it yeah. sounded so electronic and crushed exactly right yeah 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 yeah. right um now do you want to go through your covers i just got the one drum the one drum uh demo that i wanted to feature i don't think i pulled a drum demo i have like a really embarrassing but like nice uh it's like a a kid in their room playing along to the song but it doesn't even start at the beginning, and it's, yeah. I don't know, there's something really uncomfortable about it. Okay. Um, and then I have a full band covering it, and then I have a nice little surprise at the end, and yeah. Sick. Okay, well, let, let me do this drum cover. Um, I'll okay. read the little description that he has underneath, which I thought was yeah, yeah. Uh, was was poignant. So this is um, Callan uh, 1034 doing Nothing Wrong, and you can hear Zach's technique here. Totally. I think I saw this guy, yeah. 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 So this guy has to say, let me just bring this down a little bit here. This is what Callan has to say. Ten years ago today, a band called Jimmy Eat World released an album called Futures. This quickly became and has since remained one of my all-time favorites. 
and I've listened to it more than any other album, excluding ones by Block Party and Foles, of course. Uh, to me, it represents the pinnacle of a band with an already deep catalog of strong releases, and its combination of tight instrumentation, razor-sharp production, booming choruses, and Jim Atkins' trademark emotive songwriting make for something that sounds fresh and exciting every time I return to it. Jimmy Eat World's currently doing a 10-year anniversary tour to mark the occasion. So this was when they were doing that, um, the Future's 10-year anniversary. And then yeah, uh, yeah, the song yeah. I've chosen, Nothing Wrong, is one of the group's more hard-hitting songs and I think is a perfect example of how a well-thought-out drum track can take a good song and make it great. I hope you enjoy this cover as much as I enjoyed making it, and if you have a minute or 50, go give Futures a listen. You won't regret it. Man. But, I mean, it seems like a, a, a seminal artist, uh, really into the music. Yeah. Sounds great, though. So anyway, that is Callan 1034. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you got, man? He's really into, like, indie music and stuff. I'm trying to see where he's from, but... Callan sounds, to me, uh, English. Okay. That's what it sounds like to me, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah. I'm sort of scrubbing down, but I don't... Yeah. I'm, like, on his Facebook page. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. He had it linked on his YouTube. Oh, yeah? I I got his Twitter here, too. Let's see if he's got a Let's see how deep dive. Washington, D.C. Ah, okay. Callan, you are uh, an American. (laughs) (laughs) Or in America, at least. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's it, right? That's all you have? That was it. That's all I got, man. All right. So this I found insanely endearing. I don't know why. I, I think because I see myself in this, like this was me. Uh, and uh, and yeah, I, I'm not even sure why it doesn't start at the beginning. <laughs> They're a little pedal, man. She does start at the beginning, but somehow I missed it the first time or something. Oh, okay. Um, but this is She Poker uh, is the YouTube user. <laughs> and this is what I'm seeing here. I'm seeing uh, a chord, um, the, the, the chord poster, which is always cool for any aspiring guitarist. Right? You just want to be able to pick up your chords. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought you were talking about the one on the head. No, yeah, the and chord I like, diagram. Oh, I and I think that was another thing. That was the other thing I noticed was that it looks like uh, a handmade uh, headboard for her bed. So, you know, a, yeah. a, an artist in training here. Oh, yeah, man. She's got some, uh, uh, she's got a couple Paramore uh, covers. Oh, love that Paramore, man. Oh, yeah. 
Paramore, I would say, is up there in my top five bands for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, she got a ton of Paramore covers. That's her only Jimmy Eat World cover. Wow. Well, type she poker. <laughs> Thanks, big she fan. Poker. Love all the time. Watch all the time. You. Uh. All right. I'm going to play. This is a band. I found a couple band covers. I like this one better because you can see them. This is a band. So Mamusk. Mamusk. Mamusk on uh, YouTube. But Mind Frost is the band. And uh, here's Mind Frost playing like. This is the best too. Like when you go and you play a show and the production is huge and there's like five people there. This totally has like a Those... Canyon Club vibe to it. <laughs> oh, totally. But it, it's like insanely 80s metal, too. Like, I don't know. It's the harmonies that they chose. And then the like the drummer was like really hitting the bell on the ride and the chorus. There. Yeah, that <laughs> was good, man. But yeah, it's like 100 percent Canyon Club. Uh-huh. Great production. Great set. 40 people maybe <laughs> in the whole venue. <laughs> Have you ordered your two drinks yet? Exactly. <laughs> I saw the Spasmatics play the Candy Club. Oh yeah, club. they're so good. Uh, <laughs> they're yeah. Uh, who plays the Candy Club all the time? Under in Law is always playing the Candy Club. Um, I feel like. Well, definitely the Spasmatics. They are like a, they're yeah. the Thursday night. Uh, you know, <laughs> they're the the metal school. Yeah. of uh, is metal school. They're called something else now, right? Yeah, yeah, but I I don't know what what it is. Yeah, no, yeah, I went to middle school once, I think it was, and I was like 21, maybe, and I was like, I don't know, I think this is like too crazy for me. <laughs> um, It was a blast, but uh, yeah, uh, bizarre. Now, I'm going to double check my, uh, my playlist here, because I have, oh, how many videos? I have 30 videos in my playlist, I'm not watching 30 videos, but I think I want to end it on this one yeah a lot of montages just so many people stop with the montages i feel like um yeah there's our mix that i was very proud of like yours better uh i feel like this is just somebody doing a fan-made mashup of something yeah it's so bizarre the things that people yeah lots of video game montages and i have a feeling it's because of the gran turismo like tie-in yeah I think that's a pretty popular game for most. Yeah. It's okay. a top top. So I'm feeling pretty good about this. This is going to be it. I found, finally, we've been without for too long, and it's not our normal uh, outlet, but it is a pa- piano cover of Nothing Wrong. Oh, thank goodness. This is Joe.
I just, there, finally I hear it, kind of. <laughs> right. Like there's a lot, it's got that human element because it's not perfect. Yeah. But it highlights the best parts of the song. Oh. Dang. This has like a Broadway vibe to it. Yeah. This is an 80s dance movie montage. what he's just still learning the craft he hasn't necessarily mastered it yet he's still going yeah. through that that portion of the montage this is where you're like yeah yeah totally <laughs> so close there's a lot of leg warmers here yes. in this scene I thought it was pretty cool. I'm going to I'm going to see if the, somebody's done a montage of 80s montages and then just set it to this and that'll be <laughs> I think that'll be good. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a monster episode of facts. Yeah. And things and that I will likely forget. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had a couple things. I guess I could save it for the next futures track or I'll forget to. Yeah. I wanted to talk about they recorded a cello and then Harvey Maltz's house and all that stuff. Eh, we'll do it next time. Um, Justin, what's your final thoughts on the song "Nothing Wrong" by Jimmy World? Dude, nothing wrong. Freaking rocks, and it 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 gets you right at the beginning. It it um it it pulls you in with the drums, and then uh, keeps you going with the screaming and the guitars, and then just ends so abruptly, right? Yeah. Just as it came into just, your life, it leaves. Yeah, I like the songs that I know what it is based on the title. <laughs> yeah. Um, because yeah, as soon as you said "Nothing Wrong," I was like, oh, I definitely know that. Song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a sick song. I like how they play it live. I wish they do it more. Um, and I love that they trade off vocals. I don't know why I never noticed that before. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Yeah, thanks, Ben. <laughs> he apologized for not calling for the all the way stay episode. <laughs> Our welfare check from Ben. Yeah. Just to see if we're okay. We're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. 
uh, you know when I, you know when Rick does sing, uh, what am I thinking of? Mm, pain. He sings in pain. He does the cha 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 in that in that song. That's when I know. Uh, that's one 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 song I know for sure that Rick sings live. And that's all he does in it. Yeah, he just does the chas chas. Maybe he says "Takes my pain away." That's pretty easy. Uh huh. But uh, yeah. All right, there it is. Nothing wrong. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, until next time, um, in this crazy, crazy ass world, um, please, please, please be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Hey everybody, this is Brian Caldwell. You may know me from the Blink-182 podcast, Take Off Your Pants and podcast, but most importantly, the Jimmy Pod resident AMV expert, apparently. Um, (laughs) uh, In case you need some context, last time I was on the Jimmy Eat Pod, I revealed to Justin that I learned to video edit by making Dragon Ball Z music videos using Linkin Park and Drowning Pool songs and other stuff that was popular in the early 2000s. you see, kids, before YouTube, you used to have to download these anime music videos on stuff like Kazaa or LimeWire. And uh, that actually inspired me to learn how to edit on my own. And um, I'm still video editing today, so it must have left some sort of impression. But uh, anyways, um, I was forwarded three AMVs using today's song, Nothing Wrong. And I was told to review each one since I'm the premier expert on these things. Um, and it, you know, some of these are 15 years old. It's, it's crazy. So, uh, here we go. Um, but just, but first some, some quick thoughts on nothing wrong. I think it's a great song it has great placement on the album towards the back half in between polar, uh, Polaris and night drive. And, um, I will always love on Jimmy world albums, kind of the surprise rocking song in the middle of like lower tempo moody songs on Jimmy albums. Um, it's a great live song. Um, Nothing wrong is these great rhythmic hits, hits and sections on it that makes, um, you know, that sound would be great to cut in a video. And, you know, a lot of drums and breaks in it. Um, it's kind of an editor's dream. Um, it's kind of one I never really thought, uh, really dove into the lyrics too hard, I guess. And um, so I always kind of took it for face value. It was just kind of this rocking song. So I'm not sure how, uh, you know, the lyrics play a part into these music videos, but I guess we'll, we'll find out. Um so the first one in the playlist, this is the title of it. It's called Kingdom Hearts Nothing Wrong. It was uploaded March 24th, 2007 by Summer Shorty 813 And um, right off the bat, the beginning of this, I want to say it's pure classic AMV opening credits with a different song that kind of opens it that says Summer Shorty 813 Productions. I don't know what song it is. Sounds like it's maybe something new metal. Classic, okay? Um... This is a trend back then with these things, Um, and I was doing it too. Like on my videos, I was using "Girls Not Gray" by AFI for my Darth Ryan production intros. So I don't know where that came from, but that was a thing. (laughs) Uh, So this one, uh, it's using Kingdom Hearts footage. Looks like the cutscenes from the game. Now I played a little bit of Kingdom Hearts when it first came out, two thousand two, two thousand three ish. Right, we know around when Futures came out. So uh, you know, this person was probably listening to Futures playing, you know, Kingdom Hearts and uh, <laughs> at the same time. But uh, I didn't really play much of it. I played a little bit, but I mostly watched my brother Jojo play it. Um, 
But if you don't know much about it, it's about a little anime boy named Sora that gets wrapped up in this plot that kind of takes him on an adventure through different Disney movies. It's it's wild. Um, he has Donald and Goofy as his sidekicks. Um, but I all in all, I think this one works pretty well. It was fun. It was like uh, I think there's some great cuts to the song. Um, the guy person's playing around with some overlays and it looks like it tells a story. I'm not sure what it means, but I'm not really familiar with the story of kingdom hearts, but it felt like it fit surprisingly well with the lyrics. Um, my only complaint is that I wish that there was more Disney characters in it. Um, I'm guessing this guy or gal that made this, um, maybe was focusing on the main characters in their story, but you know, come on, let's get a little Ariel or Jack Skellington in there, you know? So, um, I'm going to give this one, um, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Maybe almost an 8, but 7 out of 10 as far as anime music videos go. With my, you know, expert knowledge of making them as a kid. Um, okay, so here it is. Uh, video number 2. This one is titled Naruto AMV Nothing Wrong with Suzuki. I think that's how you say that. And this is by Gracchus Productions. It was uploaded February 24th, 2008. So it's a few years later. Um, and I'm going to say first starts off classic VH1 MTV music title card in the corner. I started doing this late after the whole girls, not gray thing myself, um, you know, need to make it feel like a music video, you know, cause you're I'll becoming a teenager, you're getting involved, you're watching more music videos, you know, it needs to feel like that. So now, now I know almost nothing next to nothing about Naruto or Naruto. I think that's how you say it. Naruto. Um, other than it's another long running anime like Dragon Ball. And it's about a little group of ninja kids, kids that practice ninja. Um, and I feel like I just miss Naruto. I, but I feel like a lot of younger millennials and Zoomers love this shit. Like, it's like their Dragon Ball Z. Um, and I want to say, when the video first started, I was into it. The editing went well with the song. There's some cool video distortion effects and different, ex, you know, difference exposure things going on, um, which is totally my style even today. But I want to say it's a little too much. And, you know, I think it could cause a seizure with this thing. It's a little bit too much. And I think you got to take it back a notch, Gracchus. It's, um, you know, I like what you're doing, but, you know, you got to have some breaks in there for this thing, um, for those things to really pop. But uh, I was going to say the action in Naruto looks really rad. I feel like if I was maybe just a few years younger, five years younger, it would have been all about this. And apparently there are now like 500 episodes in Naruto. Um and Dragon Ball only had, you know, about 300. So it's a little bit late for me to jump into it. But uh, I think it's a commendable job, Gracchus. Uh, I think you got a future in this. But I'm going to give your video a 6 out of 10. So a little lower than the Kingdom Hearts one. Okay. Now, this is the final video in the whole shebang. Um, it's titled DBZ AMV Gohan versus Cell Nothing Wrong. Uploaded January 14th, 2012 by Frightened Fart. Okay, so this is the newest of the bunch, um, but probably using the oldest source material, like the original, like when this, um, this is like from the 90s, like this, this source material originally in the Japan, it came out later in the US, but anyway, now right off the bat, before I even watched the video, I knew what I was getting into, because the Cell Saga in Dragon Ball Z was huge for me, it's like, I watched it as it aired every day on Toonami, um, it was like my soap opera, and I'm sure it was for many, you know, kids. But, uh, you know, it, the um, but the, um, there's an episode called The Unleashing that aired in America December 13th, 2000. And I was 13 years old. Um, 
And it was always cited as like the best episode of Dragon Ball Z. And this is the episode where Gohan, the lovable nerd we've grown up with for so many years, now a teenager, and now is the most powerful being in the galaxy, even more than his dad Goku at this point. And this is the episode where he goes Super Saiyan 2, 2, to fight Cell, the evil android from the future that sucks your life force and powers. And um, so I was so excited for this video. I was pumped. But I got to say, but unfortunately, I was a little bit let down. It's... It's basically just a handful of scenes from the fight and, you know, Gohan going Super Saiyan 2, just kind of cut to the music with little editing. There's a few nice cuts here and there, but nothing crazy. Um, I'm not sure if the lyrics go well with what's happening in the video. Um, the whole time I was just going, dude, dude, why don't you cut here? Make this an edit here. What, you know, do this. Like, um, I was just kind of bummed about it. And, um, and it kind of reminded me of the one of the last one of these that I made when I was a kid. It was probably around 2002-ish. Um, and I, I told the whole Gohan story using the song Downfall by Trust Company. I'm not sure if you remember that song, but um, I feel like it was a lot better than this. I'm sorry, Frightened Fart. I'm sure you're, you're a great person, um, but you let me down with this one. And I have to give this a 4 out of 10, which is, is harsh, I know. But... Um, you know, but I still got the chills a little bit watching it. You know, remembering that time I first saw this, it was huge. Anyways, <laughs> I've totally talked way too much. I'm looking at the thing. I'm like, oh, my God, almost at 10 minutes. But um, anyways, uh, I hope you all enjoyed this long winded review of these nothing wrong AMVs. You know, if you want, check out Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. We're back this summer with a new season. We're going to be talking about the Blink Untitled album for a few episodes um, you can follow me at Darth Ryan on Twitter if you're into that sort of thing. But uh, I want to thank Justin David for the time and uh, be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. <laughs>